Hello, I'd like to vote for president, governor, and anything that will take money away from our parks and libraries. Uh, use machine number three. Use the double wide. Ooh, one of those electronic voting dealies. One vote for McCain. Thank you. <laughs> no, I want to vote for Obama. Two votes for McCain. Uh, come on, it's time for a change. Three votes for McCain. No, no, no! Six votes for President McCain. Hey, I only meant one of those votes for McCain. <gasps> this machine is rigged! Good. Must tell President McCain! Ah! This doesn't happen in America! Maybe Ohio, but not in America! Ah! Ah! Trash. My name is Eric. And I'm Jason. We're going to switch this up a little bit this week. And the movie segment's going first. Yeah, oh, yes. That is backwards, isn't it? Uh, I guess. There's no rules. This is a time of change. Exactly. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, we are recording this on election night. That's right. Actually, I guess technically it's the day after election night. Oh, it's quarter after midnight. Yes, it is. And, uh... There's a winner already. That's right. With no uh, no one state being blamed for the reason why there isn't a winner yet. <laughs> yeah, thanks for casting your ballots correctly. Yes. I don't mean, like, you know, voting for the correct person, just, you know, you doing know, your job right. Not fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to recount everything. Yeah. Not that I would recount anything. No. You know what I'm saying. Yes. And, uh, you know, I thought we would talk about the election a little bit, but uh, we I didn't... I honestly did not think that we would actually know who won oh, at yeah. this point in time. So yeah. I was just going to mask in, you know. Uh, Ross Perot is the winner. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Ross Perot. <laughs> Golf clap. Golf. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so McCain won. Yeah. We're recording three versions of this. <laughs> just, in, just in case. One for McCain, one for one. Obama, and one for Nader. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope Nader wins. As long as, I, hey, I didn't really care who won as long as Sarah Palin wasn't going to ever be president. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, McCain seemed all right, but I'm just glad Barack Obama won. Uh, I liked McCain years ago. Yeah. Uh, just uh, this whole, the past two years of him uh, running has just really soured me on the eye, so. Right. Uh, and honestly, I don't like Obama all that much either, but he just seemed the least worst. I kind of like him. I kind of like him. He's He's got charisma, and he's a good speaker. Uh, and the whole, you know, experience thing doesn't bother me. I often think that uh, right. people with too much experience sometimes uh, uh, spoil the pudding, you know. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I just, uh, you know, sometimes it's good to have someone who, who's a little rough around the edges in uh, a position to, to maybe shake some things up a little. I don't know. Right. But at the same time, uh, you know, he's... 
he's a politician through and through, and right. uh, you know, he was in Chicago, and uh, in order to be uh, an elected official in Chicago, you have to be you know, corrupt, so I'm um, pretty I'm, sure he was, uh, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I'm sure, I'm sure it's hard to get to that position without, you know, yeah, having a little little oil on your uh, oh, fingers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But... I, I'm, I'm just glad that we can celebrate that from this day forward, George W. will never be president again. True. Well, I mean, he, he's still got till January. Yeah. So God knows what the fuck has yeah. happened from between now and then. Uh, well, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it'll just it'll be a nice feeling to know he's out. It's a little different now. Yeah. yeah. The the puppet is uh, the puppet head has been changed. <laughs> yeah. At least it's it not switched that, hands. At least it's not that ugly puppet head. Right. <laughs> This puppet can uh, form a coherent sentence. He, yeah, he's a very good speaker, and yeah. he seems intelligent. Even if he has no, uh, you know, even if he has a lot less say than, uh, you know, you would hope a president has. Right. You know, at least he's going to seem intelligent and make good decisions, I hope, I hope. Like, uh, someone was telling me that uh, one of their friends uh, didn't want to vote for Obama because Obama would take away all the guns. Right. And I'm thinking, Obama's not going to do jack shit. Yeah. <laughs> There is nothing. There is nothing that he says that he's going to do that is actually going to happen, and there is nothing that you think he's going to do that is actually going to happen. That's generally, <laughs> unfortunately, how politics works. Yes, <laughs> but I, I'm excited. I mean, it's kind of a big, you know, it's a big thing. It's a historic election, and right. it was neat to see it and watch it, yeah. watch it come about. Yeah. So now our uh, now we don't have to rely on Morgan Freeman as our only black president. That's right. <laughs> mm. Or uh, the guy from Twenty Four who's now in uh, the Allstate. What movie was Morgan Freeman the president? Deep Impact? Oh, okay. The uh, the uh, the rival to Armageddon, which uh, is the movie that we chose. No, it wasn't, was it? Oh, I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, is that a porno? But I was thinking Deep Impact. That was a different movie. No, uh, wow, that's wow. I'm sorry. That's, that's terrible. That's uh, equally bad because yeah. uh, we we both know different people named Pat. <laughs> hey, it could have been it could have been any one of those Pats. Yeah, true. Well, I won't tell you about uh, the the Pat I know, but uh, I'll tell you off the air. Uh, remind me. Uh-oh. <laughs> but, I'm scared now. Oh, you should be. You very well should be. <laughs> so speaking of scary though. Yeah. Uh, we watched Armageddon. No, 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 we didn't. No, we didn't. No. God damn it. Why do I keep saying that? Because, uh, oh yeah, I will never fucking watch that movie. Armageddon? Armageddon. Never. I, I love disaster movies, but... I know you do. I don't want to see that one. All right. You've uh, notched yourself up a couple uh, respect points. I just watched uh, War of the Worlds a couple nights ago. The new uh, you just notched yourself down a couple of respect points. The, hey, there's some. There's a couple of really cool scenes. I don't movie. care. Wait, was it the the 1950s? No, 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 no. Was it the TV show? No. Was it the... Uh, it was the Spielberg cruise. No, no. Was it uh, the uh, the audio play just with uh, like still images uh, flashing on the TV? Mm, I wish I could say yes. Uh, but no, you chose yeah. the crappy one. I actually, my roommate chose it and I just watched it with him. Which roommate? Doogie. Uh, oh, yeah. man. Was he drunk? It's Doogie. Okay. Of course he is drunk. <laughs> He's drunk right now and he's asleep. Yeah, well, I'm drunk too, so... Uh, I'm drinking water tonight. I, uh, I drank, uh... I drank, like, half a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. I, I'm drinking purified water and you're drinking whiskey. Yeah. 
Wow. If we were in a rock band, uh, we would have, you know... Died by there? Well, no, we would have broken up years ago. Oh, well... I'd have been like Paul Simon and your Slash. (laughs) (laughs) I'll accept that. They're both awesome. Yeah, I agree, yeah. They're both uh, keen. (laughs) (laughs) So, but the movie we did watch... Keep nudging my uh, my mic here with my 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 fat chubby arms. <laughs> They're fat and chubby. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, the movie we did watch was The Devil's Backbone by Guillermo del Toro. Also known as. Uh, some, fuck! You're gonna make some, me try to pronounce Spanish. Uh, uh, wait, it's up here somewhere. Uh, Espinazo del Diablo. Uh. Or El Espinazo del Diablo. Um, or the Devil's Backbone. Or The Devil's Backbone, which is uh, what I said earlier and prefer. Because uh, I think I said this during our, our Chicago uh, special. Mm-hmm. That, uh, just because I'm Puerto Rican doesn't mean a goddamn thing. <laughs> Can't speak a word of Spanish. See, I, I took two years of Spanish in high school. Uh, I took four. Did you really? Yes. I think we, man, I'm having deja vu or we talked about that before. We probably yeah, did, yeah. yeah. Uh, if not on air, uh, on the, uh, yeah. Uh, just on the landers, random conversation. Landers, see. Right, right. Because uh, we're off in boating. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we haven't actually had the boat in a while. I'm, I'm kind of uh, I, I think, pleased I think, with that. I think they went to a different harbor. Yeah, I'm guessing uh, that, yeah. They're just in bed. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so The Devil's Backbone by Guillermo del Toro, yeah. who I would have to say is probably one of my favorite directors. He's pretty awesome yeah i've seen most of his movies the exception i think of like a couple ones he made uh probably just uh you know like independent local things you know like uh like your friend matt does or, right uh you know whatever they do there in uh, mexico for for that not a wide release I, he was probably doing like uh, the werewolf of mexico city or yeah. something like that yeah <laughs> that would be sweet <laughs> Just running around like uh, I don't, I don't, I'm, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to say anything about but, uh, werewolf movies. Yeah. Uh, the the only one of his movies uh, other than those that I haven't seen are is Mimic. I, yeah, I don't think I've seen Mimic either. And honestly, I don't have much interest in seeing that. It's like a giant bug that can look like a guy. Oh, I was thinking. I thought it was a like a Marvel Comics movie about that. Villain from X Men. I love the mimic. Yeah, I love that mimic. Uh, I would. Uh, he has, doesn't he have like orange spandex. Uh, yeah, sometimes. And his feet hang out. Well, because he's got the the beast powers, right. and so he's got big feet like the beast. Right. He's got uh, Cyclops visor. Cyclops visor, angel wings. Uh, Storm's tush. Uh, no, because I don't think he ever hung around her. Oh, okay. Marvel Girl's ass, though. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's almost as good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some sort of icy ability or something like that. Oh. Yeah. That could come in handy yeah. on a hot day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, if, Tur- uh, if Turbotane wanted to turn back into a guy. Yeah, yeah. I love Turbotane. That's a good show. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. But, uh, you know, the mimic, uh, he, uh, little, uh, misconstrued fact is that, uh, he's not a mutant. Really? Yeah. Alien? Uh, no, his, uh, scientific experiment gone awry. Oh, that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Category three, yes. as we call it. Yes. <laughs> In the comic book world. Yep. Uh, I think there's four categories. Cyborg. Oh, five yeah. categories. Right. Oh, well, with Cyborg, would you almost consider that scientific experiment gone awry? Oh, it may not have gone awry, though. 
That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, maybe we can just put science. Science. Okay. Well, no, I like uh, I like the distinction between Donna Rye and oh, right. regular because then, then they can fight each other. Right. It's like man versus nature. It's cyborg versus science experiment gone awry. That right. Old, that old classic motif. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think Charles Dickens is the one that first uh, introduced that in uh, oh. literature. Yeah, and he scared the dickens out of everyone who read it. Oh, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's awful. Yes, it was. I need to stop. Uh, maybe. Should we, uh, was this the end of the show? <laughs> the, uh, yeah. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> no. But anyway, uh, Guillermo del Toro, we were talking about him. Uh, no interest in seeing the mimic. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably not. Let's see. Uh, I saw Kronos. Which is, uh, I guess, his first... It's also a comic book. <laughs> it's a comic character. Oh, yeah, it was a comic, too, In wasn't DC, it? DC, yeah. Yeah, actually, I have those. In the 90s? Uh, yeah. I bought the, uh, when I, your store had them for, like, in the quarter bin. All right. <laughs> Everything will be in the quarter bin eventually. Uh, I love the quarter bin. Uh, it's almost like we can almost <clears throat> get a sentence out without tangent and... Tangential, what's the word? Tangential. Uh, See, we're tangenting now. Yeah. Uh, that's cool, though. It's impossible. It's cool. <laughs> we don't need to tell people how awesome Guillermo del Toro is. Yeah, they know. Yeah, they know it. Yeah, they saw Hellboy. They said, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Saw Hellboy, too. They said, that's even awesomer. And then uh, they stopped watching Hellboy and watched The Dark Knight. Batman killed Hellboy. Yeah. <laughs> he did sort of overshadow it. Yeah. He, wow. Uh, that movie. That, that movie. Yeah. That film overshadowed Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. I, uh, Hellboy 2 was my favorite movie over the summer. And uh, it's really disappointing that there's probably never going to be a third one just because The Dark Knight exists. I don't know what my favorite movie over the summer was at the theater. Yeah, that's but, strictly what I'm saying. But my favorite movie that I saw this summer, ironically, was another Guillermo del Toro movie. It's Pan's Labyrinth. I had never seen it until yeah. this summer. I, think, uh, I didn't make you watch it, but I suggested it. To yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I uh, I like The Devil's Backbone better than Pan's Labyrinth. Really? I mean, I love Pan's Labyrinth. That's a tough one. It's uh, definitely uh, a good one, but I, I really like The Devil's Backbone. Uh, this movie that we just watched. Uh, Armageddon? I, Arm- I, I, uh. I think I really did like uh, Pan's Labyrinth just a bit more. But but yeah, this one was really good too. It's the I think it's my second favorite ghost story movie ever. Yeah, you know Beetlejuice, of course. But <laughs> but I love how it's a ghost story that's not like hitting you over the head with a ghost. story. Yeah, I think uh, it's like modern ghost stories and modern horror movies. The ghosts are always some long-haired Japanese girl, mm-hmm. you know, walking sideways and shit, and you know, like a like a fucking spider or something, uh, vomiting know. ice tentacles. And right? Yeah. Well, not even that cool. because yeah. that actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that's but. what I'm, I'm working on. <laughs> cool. The ice tentacle ghost, sweet of San Francisco. Awesome. Okay. But no, it's like, uh, you know, The Grudge came out, and then all of a sudden, that's ghost movies now. Mm-hmm. Or, not The Grudge, uh, The Ring, the I ring. guess, was the first one. Ring, ring, ooh, Yeah. Ring. Well, I mean, others. at least as far as the, the American remakes go. Oh, oh, I think I, I, think I, I may have, uh, I may have to change my, uh, actually, if you consider Ghostbusters a ghost movie, I guess this is my third favorite ghost movie. 
But I, I guess we could consider both of those other movies, right. like ghost movies. Yeah. But but I mean that's not but, that's not you know that's neither here nor there because this was still an excellent movie. Yeah. Well, it's also uh, apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. You know, they're ghost movies, but those two were ghost I like, I like, comedies. I like yeah. apples way better than oranges. Uh, I can. Totally well, I'd say that uh, the Devil's Backbone is an apple. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I prefer oranges myself, and uh, so the Devil's Backbone is my orange. <clears throat> my orange or apple right <laughs> okay where are we going with this uh, there's uh, some pizza in my fridge uh, use a PC instead of an apple I know that uh, yeah uh, I'm a PC do you know uh, no <laughs> but, but uh, yeah about the I don't know what, what, do you wanna, what do you want to talk about the actual movie uh, we're talking about movies yeah I don't know <laughs> well, the movie's good was- uh, like I said it's Probably my favorite Guillermo del Toro film. Uh, he, I guess, other than going from uh, Hellboy to The Hobbit. Oh, he's doing The Hobbit. Yeah. Uh, he did have the pattern of he would do like his own independent movie, and then he would do like a big Hollywood studio movie, and then go back to his to own. Right. He's sort of like the Henry Rollins of, you know, like he would, Henry Rollins will pop up in some movie. <clears throat> Wrong turn too. Right. Yeah, and then he'll turn and around and do a... Do a poetry book. Right, right, yeah. Right. <coughs> Kinda. Yeah. But, uh, well, I know Del Toro likes uh, the Hellboy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he clearly likes comics. That they oh, yeah. Like, they mention it in, that yeah. he has the Monte Cristo comic in this movie. Yeah, well, the movie takes place in... Well, here it says uh, 1939. Sweet Cars, by the way. Yeah. In that movie. Uh, it takes place in the uh, Spanish Civil War, uh, much like uh, Pam's Labyrinth does. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess, well, this, Pan's Labyrinth, and Kronos all sort of uh, share sort of a, a similar theme, uh, which, like, the, the main characters are children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sort of just you know loss of innocence and you know, uh, you know trying to overcome in the face of you know, extreme adversity mm-hmm. with a little dealing with the supernatural. Kronos is a vampire movie. Uh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I've never seen that one. It's really good. I'll uh, I'll probably choose force, that some force me to watch yeah, it. Yeah. Sweet. It's not as good as these, but uh, you can definitely tell that Del Toro is a great filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And Ron Perlman's in it too. Ooh, right. Alex the Ron Perlman. Who doesn't? But yeah, it's about this uh, little boy named Carlos who gets dropped off at some sort of orphanage or yeah, sort of like a uh, some sort of depot for lost kids. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. And there's uh, an atomic bomb, uh, which just, is a great imagery. Just yeah, in the courtyard. In the courtyard, just uh, buried in the ground. It, it dropped and didn't detonate. Right. And, uh, he pretty quickly discovers that there's a ghost haunting the, the orphanage. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but at the same time, there's, like, other stuff going on. Uh, there's uh Like a love triangle. There's a love triangle. Which is always good for, for ghost story movies. I yeah, think. yeah. When they don't just try to scare you, they try to humanize the characters. Right. And everyone's extremely humanized in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little less so on the, the, the villain of the film. Right. It's, uh, and it's also one of those things where the ghost is not, you know, like an evil spirit or anything like right. that. Right. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just, it's creepy, though. Yeah. I mean, they do a great job with, with you know, there's not a lot of scenes where, you know, you're just supposed to jump out of your seat with fear, and, you know, but it, it maintains this level of creepiness whenever the ghost is present. Yeah, there's a real good atmosphere to the movie. 
Definitely. And uh, the the ghost itself is uh, it's pretty disturbing to look at. <clears throat> yeah. uh, I mean, it's not grotesque or gory or anything like that. You know, there's not you know ice tentacles or whatever. Right. right. You're saying. His, like there's a there's no <laughs> hole in this. Uh, sternum with all of his organs spewing out. Right, right. There is a hole in his head, though. There is a hole in his head, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and the thing about the ghost is that uh, it, it also appears as if, even when he's just walking around, basically uh, the, the the boy, it's a boy, mm-hmm. uh, a little boy who was at the orphanage, gets struck in the head and uh, uh, drowned in, uh, I guess, a well of some sort. Right. Uh, some sort of nasty pool of water. Yeah, yeah. Brown water, yeah. We've all seen too much <clears throat> of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially if you live in Dayton. <laughs> but, uh... Because I guess his his body and and soul sort of reside in that well or pool or whatever. Uh, whenever he is out and about, you know, uh, the image of him still appears to be as if he's in water. Right. And like uh, he's got this hole in his head where blood is flowing out of it mm-hmm. constantly, but looking like it's it's in water, right? right? Like it, it's swirling in a in a pool instead of <clears throat> floating in the air. Yeah. He does have, have like, this shimmering aura around him that mm-hmm. looks like he's just, you know, yeah, like under the of, surface of water, yeah. Yeah, it's very, I mean, visually, I mean, if you've seen any of his movies, you, you know, you know, you know he knows how he's, to make something yeah. look cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really does look cool. And, uh, yeah, the, the ghost, uh, you can see through its skin, and uh, it's, like, very porcelain looking and mm. very creepy very disturbing to look at very awesome uh but basically it's about these kids you know struggling trying to uh figure out who this ghost is well the main kid anyway trying mm-hmm. to figure out who the ghost is and at the same time they sort of you know get involved in this uh other plot that's going on with the adults in the movie <clears throat> yeah they always, that's a theme too that was in the uh, pan's labyrinth like the adults don't really I mean they sort of know about the ghost thing in this movie but they they sort of just mention it and pass in and right and they, like they have their own agenda and yeah well they got their whole own like they have a separate movie going on at right. the same time yeah, as yeah. we're watching this movie and yeah, occasionally yeah, yeah. they intersect yeah it's not just a ghost story meant to scare you it's it's, <clears throat> it's really well thought out and, you know uh, I don't know a character piece really yeah yeah I don't know. Uh... <laughs> yeah I, I I know I don't there's no, I don't even really want to say anything else about the actual movie, though. Right, right. Because, cause like, you know, there's not a lot to it story-wise, but there's just enough that, you know, it is good. It's very good. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to leak anything out, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, we, we've covered the basics. It's, you know, ghost story, orphanage, you know, love triangle. Uh, there, there is uh, a villain in the movie, and uh, he's trying to... Uh, steal some gold that uh, the the headmistress of the the, the orphanage has, has hidden away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it sort of gave it a Raiders of the Lost Ark vibe with those old '30s cars and the, yeah, the yeah. gold everywhere. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Uh, let's see. I just I feel like I want to talk about Guillermo del Toro some more. He's cool. He is. I just I I love everything that I've seen from him. Just, you know the 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 two Hellboy movies. Uh, Blade Two. Blade Two is, in my opinion, the best Blade movie. I can't even remember. I had a fever. <clears throat> I watched it one one time. I was laying on my couch with a fever, and I watched it. I I don't even know if I saw more than ten minutes of it. Honestly, yeah. I was just floating in and out. <clears throat> I was so excited for that movie coming out, and I didn't really even know that he was involved in that movie. I didn't, like mm-hmm. I just I'd seen. It took me like four years to see uh, the first Blade movie. <laughs> 
just because when it came out, I just it was still at that time where comic book movies automatically just equaled terrible shit. Right. And they still kind of do, but uh, there's a few that have stepped up a little bit. Uh, <laughs> like Steel. Yes. And, uh... <laughs> uh let's not forget Catwoman. Uh, I've never seen Catwoman. Neither have I. You I have, have seen I Steel. Have, I, have start, I have not. Start to finish. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but anyway, uh, I saw it on video eventually, and I liked it. It was, it was, uh... Uh, it was uh, it was a good action movie, a good uh, comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blade Three was a gigantic piece of crap. That's that's what I've heard across the board. <clears throat> uh, the only redeemable thing it has about it is uh, Ryan Reynolds, who's uh, pretty funny in it. And that's it. No, I don't know who Ryan Reynolds is. Uh, he's gonna be the Flash someday. Oh, really? <laughs> or Deadpool, depending on what you read. <clears throat> Actually, he is Deadpool in the, uh, the uh, Wolverine movie coming out. Really? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> At, uh, Wolverine movie. Yes. yes. But Blade 2, I think, uh, the best of the three, uh, and the only one of them to actually achieve what I think the Blade movie should have been like, uh, which hmm. is that mix of action and horror. Right. Because uh, it was pretty fucking creepy at times, uh, especially... Uh, well, you said you've barely seen any of it, but uh, yeah. there's like a, a second breed of vampires in it, and they all sort of act like insects, and <laughs> they sort of swarm and do insect-like things, and it freaked me the fuck out. I might have to see that. It's really good. Um, but, you know, it had uh, just the right mix of, of action, you know, like superhero-y, you know, Matrix-type shit, and mm-hmm. creepy, gory, horror stuff, and uh, humor. And it was the perfect Blade movie. Hmm. Uh, no. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes, more than adequate in it. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't know if I can take a movie seriously with Wesley <coughs> Snipes anymore. I mean, when I was like Passenger Fifty Seven, <laughs> I know always been on black. Well, oh, it's a great line. <laughs> but when I was like thirteen or something, I thought he was like the coolest guy ever. Like I saw New Jack City like three times in the theater. <laughs> this is my David Heatley moment. I was so in touch. With the black man, because I watched New Jack City in the theater twice. <coughs> and I went home and listened to De La Soul. Not Ice T. I never liked Ice T. Never yeah. got into him. He's, he's good on Law and Order now. I've, I've never seen that. I don't know. <laughs> Every TV show I, I've seen in the last two years, it's been. You, you've seen me watch it. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, don't know, I don't even know what Law and Order is. I don't know if I, I should apologize I thought for it was a, forcing you to watch TV. I yeah. thought Law & Order was a G.I. Joe figure. It, it comes uh, with a dog. I used to have that. And I uh, left it at a friend's house and his dog ate them. Ironically. That is ironic. <laughs> the only thing that would have been more ironic is if his cat would have yeah. ate the dog. It's true. It's true. Uh, and then he went and buy me a new one. I was pissed. It's crazy. And uh, we were never friends again. I don't blame you. Yeah. This is, uh, this is how I lose all my friends. <laughs> By uh, leaving toys at their house and... Uh, their pets eat them. Their pets eat them. I had the same thing happen with one of my glow worms and uh, my neighbor's parakeet. <laughs> That's not true. Thank you. Uh, uh, man, uh, if Guillermo del Toro happens to ever listen to this, I feel really bad that we uh, completely ruined our review <laughs> by just talking about uh, uh, such random bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, he's good. He knows how to make a movie, and everyone that 
hasn't seen all of his movies should do that right now. Yeah, you really should. Uh, well, we've uh, successfully gone way over time. I think we've talked about every movie except for except the Devil's <laughs> Backbone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Guillermo del Toro. Uh, he's not listening. I know he's not, but I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out in the ether that I'm, I'm incredibly sorry. and I hope that uh, we see more Hellboy from him somewhere down the line. That'd be sweet. And uh, more more Spanish movies, too, because uh, so far they've all been awesome. All right. We could just watch movies with Spanish subtitles. That's not the same. Just pretend like, you know, Star Wars was you know, filmed in Spain. That's not going to make Star Wars any better. <laughs> I am might. I am might. So thank you, Jason, for, for talking to me. Yeah. And recording <laughs> this with me. Because uh, as far as I know, you're the only other person that will listen to this. Yeah, that's and, fine. That's and uh, I'll listen to this later, too. So uh, thank you, Eric. <laughs> uh, oh, that's sad. Yeah, we're, we're sad, pathetic people. And it's uh, it's like almost 1, 1 a.m. Well, hey, at least Barack Obama won the election. That he did. And uh, i got to get up for work in four hours. Oh, I should go to bed. Uh, I should leave here. Yeah. So, Chris, uh, now I'm wired. All right. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you just want to do the comic segment now, too? We could just throw in uh, Lord I of the Rings. I haven't read the comic yet. But, All right. You know. <laughs> we could just throw in Lord of the Rings and we both fall asleep. All right, yeah. Or uh, Itchy the Killer. Or Itchy the Killer. Either <laughs> one. Depends on what kind of dreams you want to have. Uh, Wizards or, uh, you know, Japanese dudes with pierced faces. Uh, it's got to be better than the dream I had yesterday where I was living in a Best Buy. Oh, man, that's, that sounds like a movie, actually. <laughs> and you think that'd be awesome, you know, a big uh, media junkie as I am. Right. But, uh, it really wasn't. Oh, I bet that would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, we got to fucking run in this now. Yeah. Oh, God, this is painful. This will be... That's like a lot of editing. Oh, God, yeah. All right. I, I, it was one of our rants is, is uh, definitely not going to be in the show. Yeah. So Or uh, seven of them. Yeah, or maybe that whole election thing. There was no election <laughs> ever. Yeah. George W. Bush will be president, and he's the king new monarch forever. Yes. All right. Why? Why can't I? Why can't I just click the button and end this? Click, click it. Click it. God damn it! You gotta stay. Yeah. People must perish. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> Alright, so the comic uh, we're doing this week is Too Cool to Be Forgotten by Alex Robinson. I keep wanting to say Andy Robinson. Andy Robinson? Yeah. Sounds like a basketball player. Uh, I think actually he's, uh, he's an artist. Andrew Robinson? Uh, Dusty Star? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he used to do all those uh, Sandman covers after uh, Tony Harris left. Yeah. When the book really started to suck. He's got that kind of... Uh, but his covers were awesome, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't mean to imply that Andrew Robinson sucks. He doesn't. He's pretty fucking awesome. It kind of reminds me of somebody else's style, though. I'm trying to think who it is. Is it the Tank Girl guy, Jamie Hewlett? Yeah, I wouldn't... Somebody. There's somebody's style at it. He's Paul, got a really... Paul Popish? S- uh, 
I don't know. He's got a kind of a, at least most of the stuff I've seen, he's got a real kind of noodly. Uh, somebody reminds me of him, and I can't think of who. He's got a little Crispicello in him, I think. Uh, hmm. Especially like his Dusty Star stuff, it's it's got a lot of cello, like stylized, but which I guess I guess the the Jimmy Hewlett thing comes in uh, pretty high because cello is influenced by Hewlett. No, oh, okay, uh, or maybe I'm thinking Brendan McCarthy. No, I always get those two confused. I don't know why Brendan McCarthy and Jimmy Hewlett. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see that. Yeah. Uh, two completely different guys, but both awesome. Uh, of course, uh, also uh, both tend to bring out the best in uh, Peter Milligan. Yeah, well, yeah. Rogan Josh or Rogan Josh? Josh. Or yeah, I think it's Josh. Oh, that was amazing. I never read it actually. It it's it's the uh it's the one book that I just I really wanna uh have some sort of uh <coughs> cyclotropic substance in my system. Because <laughs> the last time I read it the only time I've ever read it I was, you know, just completely sober and I was like, I don't think this is right. <laughs> you know, I don't think I'm supposed to be able to understand this. Uh, I only know of other or one other person who's read it, and yeah, he said he didn't enjoy it as well either. So, well, so maybe yeah, that is the key. I just didn't quite get it. Yeah. I mean, maybe uh, you have to either be experiencing some sort of enlightenment or <laughs> be really high, <laughs> yeah. one or the other, in order to get it. Uh, I guess I'll never get it then either because uh, I don't do either of those things. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, not for lack of trying. Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, I've. Made inquiries into the uh, uh, psycho, whatever word you said. That I, I feel really foolish for not remembering that um, word right now. Uh, Psychotropic. Yeah, yeah. I think ah, I even Jesus. Mis- I probably mispronounced it. Huh? Uh, well, we're we're, uh, we're letting our ignorance flag fly. Yeah. Uh, but no, yes, I've uh, made inquiries into that area once or twice in the past, and uh, never came up with anything. So yeah. uh, at this point, I've just given up. Uh, like most things in life, I've just given up. <laughs> <laughs> just go to go to some uh, you know rock concert, just <clears throat> hang up by the restroom for half an hour. You can uh, buy anything you want. Yeah, that means I'd have to go to a rock concert though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, see, there's negatives to everything. <laughs> uh, so uh, Alex Robinson, not Andrew Robinson. Yeah, Alex uh, Robinson wrote this book. Andrew it. Uh, Andrew it. Yeah. Uh, I guess he's more famous for Box Office Poison. Yeah, I think that's his biggest... Well, I mean, it's literally his biggest <laughs> work, but I think that's his most popular one. I think that's definitely one of the first books I've ever seen that wasn't by uh, Dave Sim or... Uh, Craig Thompson. Uh, or Craig Thompson that was, like, the size of a concrete block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was also going to Alan Moore as well. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Charles Burns. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Box of His Poison, the first time I saw that collection on a shelf somewhere, I was just like, holy Christ. Yeah. And now, uh, you know, I've got the complete bone sitting out in my oh, living room. That's like three times as big as Box of His Poison. <laughs> well, you know... That book the, actually hurts to read. Bone? Yeah. <laughs> it hurts your lap or your hands? Both. Yeah. My, my wrist. I like I hold it on my lap and my arm gets tired and shaky and... <laughs> Man, <laughs> yeah, my my arm gets shaky every time I hold my bone too. Yeah, wow. Whoa! No, <laughs> that's, oh, that's awful. No, <clears throat> you're a fan. I'm a fan. Right. I'm good for the uh, the the potty humor. Potty humor yes. rules. Uh, 
Yeah, the first time I ever heard of Alex Robinson, I was I was on a road trip with a couple of my friends, and uh, we left uh, my friend's apartment, who's driving, and and uh, he was like, "Hey, you want something to read?" Because it was like an eight-hour road trip. Uh, we were going to Canada, and uh, <clears throat> and I was like, "Sure." And he said, here, here, read this. It's really good. And it was Box Office Poison. And I'd never heard of the guy, the you know, Alex Robinson, or nor the book. And uh, I was like, oh, man, that looks pretty, you know, like, you know, I'm diving right into something huge. I don't know. Right, yeah. But by the time we got to Canada, I'd read the whole thing. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah, I love that book. I've uh, also never read it. I've not read any of his works up until now. Yeah. Uh, even, uh, I'd say today. Up until today. <laughs> Up until today. I, uh, I had a busy week, so I wasn't able to, uh, get to reading the book as fast as I could. Uh, and you disappeared for like a week and a half, so. Yeah. You know, it gave me plenty of time to procrastinate on that. I went on a pilgrimage. Yeah. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> ah, so, yet another black and white, small press, depressing fucking comic. Yeah, them's my favorites. (laughs) (laughs) This book, oh man, I guess the plot of the book, uh, too cool to be forgotten, just in case uh, I I didn't mention it earlier. I think I did, but I'm not sure. Uh, You know, it's got a really cool cover. Uh, (laughs) Literally. It looks like cigarettes. Yeah, uh, like a a pack of uh, cool cigarettes. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, like it even has like a a weird uh, filter over it that makes it look like uh, it's it's still wrapped in plastic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's got like the, the the logo and everything, and it says "too cool to be forgotten." Oh, I didn't think about that. That would have been neat if yeah. they would have put the cellophane on with like the little tear strip. Oh wow, that would have been great. <laughs> yeah, but oh well. That that just leaves me to bitch about actual hardcover comics that do do that. It pisses me off. Oh, I have a cellophane around. Yeah, oh, I hate yeah. those. Because they don't want you to rip the dust jacket. Yeah, but fuck that. I want to look at the book. Yeah. I want to see if I want to buy the fucker thing. Well, I know the dust jacket originally was just supposed to keep dust off the book, not be some collectible thing. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, I, all my dust jackets have ripped up corners, and I couldn't care less, because yeah. that's what they're for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, I keep them on my books, but mm-hmm. that's when I'm not reading them. When yeah. I'm reading them, but the first thing to go, you know, because mm-hmm. they're a pain in the ass to deal with. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this one's a nice hardcover without a dust jacket. Yes, it was. Uh, basically, the plot is uh, the the main character, Andy Wild. Wick. Wicks. Andy Wick. Wicks. Uh, Wicks or Wick? I think it's Wicks. Uh, who cares? Yeah, whatever. Andy. Uh, but that's that's why also why oh, I kept yeah. getting the, the... Andy Roberts. Uh, yeah. Robinson. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, he's trying to quit smoking. And, uh, his wife makes him go to a hypnotherapist. And, uh, he's pretty cynical about the whole situation. He doesn't think it'll help. As most rational people should be. Right. And, uh, well, the first time we see him, he's having his last cigarette. And uh, he goes into the, the hypnotherapist, and she puts him under, and he wakes up in 1985. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, what, 30 years before? 25 years. 25? Yeah, because the uh, book takes place in 2010. Okay. Well, his uh, modern-day self. I just did air quotes for, for all the people yeah. on the internets. You know, <laughs> modern-day. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, his modern day self is in 2010, and he gets transported back to 1985 via hypnosis. And uh, when we first see him there, he's uh, still, like, he's middle-aged, so he's balding. Uh, he's just got that sort of, uh, uh, that crown of hair, I guess you would call it. Right, and he's dressed like a teenager, so he looks like he's just some guy trying to be cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he re- he realizes, he puts together qu- pretty quickly that he's in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and he has absolutely no idea why he's there. But he, but he, he, he like, pretty, like you said, he, uh, he puts qu- it together pretty quickly. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm hypnotized, I'm in high school, oh, yeah, I'm remembering yeah. that, yeah. So it's not like he doesn't know what's going on. Right. It's like he's the only one that knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Like, other than the reader. And when he, he runs to the bathroom, and when he looks in the mirror, he sees himself as a 15-year-old. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, that's the way he looks throughout most of the rest of the story. Right. So, I mean, we only see him as creepy old guy in teenage clothing, yeah. uh, you know, for a few pages. Now, he makes an appearance again in his uh, teenage form uh, as an old guy later on, but... Uh, I think it's more like whenever those happen, there's one or two times, it seems like it's him realizing, you know, that... He is this older guy, and he's like, right, right. It, it's like his subconscious visualizing himself at the, as the older guy yeah. in this situation, which is hard for him to to handle. Because yeah. there's a couple of situations where he, it was a little creepy. Yeah, yeah. as an older guy, <laughs> you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I didn't like it, because there's nothing bad about it. Uh-huh. I have problems with it. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh. But it's, uh, I hate to be that guy, but there's, like, continuity errors. <laughs> I, I have geek Ooh, problems okay. with it. Okay, well, yeah, I didn't catch... catch uh, and it's not so much, yeah, it's not that. It's uh, so hard to explain. Um, I'm just going to fucking ruin the book for everyone. Spoiler? <laughs> uh at the end of the book, well, I mean, he, he's there to stop smoking. He realizes that he's about to relive the part where he has his first cigarette ever. Mm-hmm. So his his thought is that if he can prevent himself from doing that, then he'll stop smoking. Ta-da. Well, he does that, but it doesn't transport him back to modern day. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes slowly that he's stuck in the past still because... He still has unresolved issues with his father, who died that same summer. Right. And so he has a big confrontation with his dad, who was dying of Lou Gehrig's disease. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty heart-wrenching couple last pages there, before the book ends. My problem with it comes from... He gets transported back to the past. Let's work under the assumption that he physically or at least mentally, does get transported back into the past. Uh-huh. And when he starts putting together the situation that he's in, the first thing he doesn't think of is his dad is fucking dying. Right. <laughs> well, I, maybe he's that selfish, and like maybe that's what the story's about, is he's so focused on himself. They kind of mention that in the book, uh, especially at the end when he does... Mm-hmm. finally go in to, to talk to his dad. Uh, but I just don't buy it. Like, it, it. It doesn't ring true. Well, I don't know. If you, I mean, you know, most people that smoke cigarettes are kind of selfish breaks, so maybe <laughs> maybe that's... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm way, way, to, way to just uh, 
generalize and satisfy. Oh, no one heard it. If anyone, everyone we know. If anyone, <laughs> if anyone that smokes was listening to this, they're already outside taking a cigarette break. Right now, anyway. <laughs> it's been more than four minutes into the show. That is true. <clears throat> no, come on. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I just, uh, I mean, I could, I could sort of see it though, because I'm gonna. Basically, and especially if he thinks he's just mentally in the past, because I mean, if he was physically in the past, I mean, there's probably all kinds of things he's like, "Whoa, I've got to, I've got to prevent this, and I've got to go bet on, you know, the horses and pick up some." Uh, well, he even talks num- about doing that. Ones. Though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he he mentions things like that uh, in, in the course of the story, like you know. He starts thinking about what happens if he stays stuck there. Right. And he starts thinking about, well, you know, I could go join Nirvana or something. You yeah. Know? I, I mean, go he, buy a, a thousand copies of Watchmen number one. Right, yeah. I mean, he's he's thinking about that kind of stuff. But never once. In, uh, it's like the first half of the story, we're dealing with this sort of situational comedy mm-hmm. of this old guy being transported back to teenage self. Yeah. I mean, it's like a Jeff Loeb movie come to life, you know? Uh, or like a... <laughs> it's like Quantum Leap. Or, I, I, love yeah, the, I love those, like, movies and shows where, you know, you as the viewer or audience and one character know the whole story and nobody else does. Right. Like, you know, like, like Quantum Leap or, or Big or What Women Want or something. Right, you know? right, right. I mean, maybe not What Women Want. That one wasn't that great. But, I never saw it. But I, I love those kinds of situations where it's like, you know, one... Almost like Ferris Bueller and Parker Lewis, where they like talk to the, the right, audience, right. Where there's you know just one character that knows like, everything you know, and everybody else just kind of. I, I like those. I don't know. I don't know if there's a word for that sort of like genre, but I don't know either. And I generally do like those. Mm-hmm. This just didn't pull it off. Oh, gotcha. Because. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, maybe you could chalk it up to just him being a selfish prick, but uh, there's a scene where, it's like when he sort of realizes that, you know, he is stuck in his his teenager body, and he's horny. Right. (laughs) He starts going through all his porno mags that he kept in his room. Some old penthouse. Yeah, and uh, decides to just crank one out. Yeah. (laughs) Like, on his way back to his room from the bathroom, he stops by and looks at a bunch of photos. And he starts crying because he sees his dog, uh, who's dead, mm-hmm. and, and starts, you know, freaking out about that. And his sister kind of comes in and, you know, and, and she gives him a hug and tells him that it's going to be okay. At that fucking point in time, he's staring at a goddamn picture of his dad. His sister is coming in and consoling him. Right, they're mentioning already the fact that, you know, well, his dad's asleep, you have to be quiet. You fucking know your dad's dying! Maybe that was such a big part of his childhood, too, that he, it's just accepted, like, oh, and that's what happened was my dad died. You know, maybe maybe it wasn't, like, something he was even thinking about as a possibility, but he, he could change, just, like, you know, it's such a mon- <clears throat> it was such a monumental thing, probably, that, you know, maybe... Well, I don't even think... Uh, I'm not even know. looking at it as uh, he, he thinks he could change anything about it. I'm just thinking, you know... <sighs> well, I don't mean that he could prevent him from dying, but change, like, their... Relationship. Their relationship, right. Right. Which he does. I um, mean, you know, at the end of the book, uh, he talks to his dad. and mm-hmm. uh, But it's like... 
it could have been built up better than it was. Uh, I mean, there's like one or two casual mentions of, you know, we know you're going through a hard time at, at home. Right. You know, but uh-huh. that also only starts coming in like at a midway point through the book. Yeah. And, and, and you don't even really know what they're talking about at right. first. And uh, it just, it, it bothered me that, you know, and again, maybe it just comes down to he was a selfish prick and he's just unlikable. But yeah, yeah, I mean, but he's not unlikable. Yeah. Well, maybe that. I mean, that might be what Alex Robinson was trying to say, though. You know, like maybe he was trying to develop that as like, you know, it was about this guy's growing experience, and you know, maybe that's what triggered smoking in him was you know dealing with this unresolved issue. You know, right? Like it was just a way for him to escape, or I don't know, right? Harm himself, even who knows? You right. know. Well, I'm, I'm going to get a little personal here, because uh-huh. I think you and I both have some father issues. All right, all right. Uh, mine, definitely not as bad as yours, but, you know, my dad and I don't get along. All right. And, and we hardly ever talk, uh, so it's always awkward when I'm around. Mm-hmm. And I know that you lost your father at a very young age. Right, yeah, he died when I was, like, nine. Right. So, I'm thinking if 31-year-old Jason is suddenly transported back to, like, nine-year-old Jason... Uh-huh. Is, isn't the first thing you're going to remember the fact that, you know, well, that's the year your father passed away? That that or, like... It, or it's going to be, like, a major part of, of how you operate in that world. Right. It'd be that or, like, you know, I can finally buy Snake Mountain this Christmas. <laughs> One of those two. Uh, that's fine. No. No, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be the first thing I would think of. Yeah. And it's... it's but uh, but I'm not a selfish prick like uh, well, Andy Wiggs. This is true. <laughs> this is very true. Uh, uh, probably actually one of the most unselfish people I know. Yeah. Oh, uh, come and, on. Uh, Look, I'm all bashful and really yeah. Well, uh, I'm gonna give you a blowjob later to finish that off. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, because yeah, I mean everything leading up to the revelation that his father is dying and mm-hmm. that, you know, he, he has the confrontation with him. Andy is a likable character. Right. And, and everything that happens to him, even though we're supposedly like ten years younger than he is, you mm-hmm. know, in the modern day, everything that he talks about is relatable. Because while we weren't exactly, you know, you know, the age in 1985 to appreciate the stuff that he's talking about, we know of that stuff. Right, right. And we can look back at it now, and we can relate to a lot of what old Andy has to say. Mm-hmm. And he's a nerd. We're nerds. You know. <laughs> I think we're more geeks, but... Well... But yeah, nerd, nerd's fine. Well, I'd say he's a geek. Yeah. Okay. Fine. If you want to get picky about it, Jesus. Um, please classify my <laughs> social awkwardness correctly. <laughs> But, but, I mean, he's a relatable character to any random fuck that's going to pick up this book. Yeah. And then, but for him to just be that thoughtless, uh, it just doesn't ring true. I, 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 you know, I hadn't really thought about that before, because I was so caught up in this, the, wow, cool, he's, you know, back in time, how cool is that? Right. And, yeah, you're right, it, it does seem like he would have, you know, made that a bigger issue earlier. Right. Like, wow, this is, you know, 
but then again, you know, maybe he really thought he was just having some fever dream for a while, and he's like, well, i got to figure yeah, out why to stop smoking, you know. And I get that, too. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's the same sort of trope that's in every time travel mm-hmm. movie that you've ever seen, you know. I mean, it's like, oh, I'm disoriented. I'm in the past. What's yeah. going on? I'm crazy. Yeah. You know, and then there's, there's a certain factor of that, and there's the, the comedy factor, and it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some really humorous parts in it, and uh, like the the scene at the party, he's uh, you know, there's a lot of good characterization going on oh, between okay. him yep. and uh, his friends, especially the, the the one like super super nerd, super nerd, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, at the party too, like the whole reason is at this party, he's finally he's like, well, you know, shit, if I'm back here. I'm going to ask yeah. out this girl, Marie, that I I always wanted to ask out. You know, right. I mean, I, we all had some, you know, some cute girl that uh, we rode the bus with or whatever, where we were like, man, I, I wish I would have just asked that girl out. But, right. You know. But we, and, yeah. And, and he so he does it. And he does it. And, and, and that's another part of the story that I think is so fun. It's kind of like a, you know, it's like Groundhog Day, the movie or something, where, yeah. you know, you, you know, you have another chance to, to see how you could have played this thing out. And, right. You know, like you know how Bill Murray just does whatever in the movie and right. you know, tries different things and um, that he normally wouldn't try. And the same right. thing with this character. It's kind of interesting to think of you know what you would have done differently, and not not to necessarily change life for the better, but just to be like, well, I wonder how that would have played out. And I agree completely. And uh, like when you said when you so blatantly pointed out that I didn't like the book. <laughs> <laughs> It's not. I didn't like. I didn't dislike the book. Right. Uh, all the pieces of it are fine. Uh, in fact, I would. I would actually really recommend this book to anyone. Yeah. I, I think it's really good. I just don't like that, that <clears> one. The, the whole package right. of it together. Uh, yeah, it's that one piece that's missing that doesn't make it a cohesive. I can. Thing. I can sort of see what you're saying. I mean, but then again. Obviously, I didn't pick up on that, so maybe it didn't ruin it for me. I mean, it didn't, right. not that it ruined it for you, but you know what I'm saying. It didn't, yeah, yeah. It didn't affect my my you know enjoyment of the book, but well, I mean, I got all the re- emotional responses out, out of it that mm-hmm. you know I was supposed to, because uh, yeah, I found it pretty humorous and fun, you know, for that first you know bulk of the book, and then when it gets to that page, last couple pages, I mean, it was fucking hard. Yeah, it was kind of sad. <clears throat> I, I, yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, we're we're crybabies. We are. We are. We cry at everything we read. Yeah, uh, I know. I read the Swamp Thing annual the other day. <laughs> Man, <laughs> tore me up. Actually, I, in fact, I read a an issue of DC's Who's Who where they describe the Batcave in detail. I broke down. Well, that would make. I was crazy. in the I was in the tub for six hours thinking about Alfred's uh, pleated pants. <laughs> and the giant penny. Oh, don't get me started on the giant penny. I can't. I can't go on. Alright, good. No, no, I know what you mean. It was it was sad and funny and yeah. That's that's a great. Uh, that's a great you know description of a book because, you know, he didn't just you know take itself too seriously. I mean, right. there's actually really funny parts in the book. Yeah. But it is overall a dramatic story about, you know, dealing with loss and the mistakes you've made when you're younger. Yeah. And, like I said, the pieces of it are fine. It's just getting from point A to point B. It just didn't work for me. 
I, yeah, I don't think it's his best book. I I haven't read everything he's done, but I've read like three uh, or three or four other things he's done. And yeah, it's not my favorite book of his, but uh, I think he's a really talented storyteller. And 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 it, and this one, this one was a this one sort of clinched it. When I first read Box Office Boys, I was like, wow, this guy loves Dave Sim, I think. And after I read this, I was like, yeah, this guy, this guy loves Dave Sim. I mean, like some of the ways he draws certain panels, and uh, definitely the way he does lettering on. You know, not just the regular dialogue boxes, but anything like With the titles. Or yeah, anything. titles or or somebody's belching or shouting or something. I mean, you can, he's he's got a really good Dave Sim influence. Back when Dave Sim's comics were really fun to read. I mean, I when I, he was sane. When <laughs> when he was <laughs> sane, no, I I still read everything Dave Sim does, but um, you know, like older like Church and State era Cerebus, I mean, when when it was really good. This this uh book kind of reminds me of that sort of atmosphere like kind of fun and uh you know it doesn't take itself too seriously but it still but has so something to say dramatic, right? <clears throat> well after reading this i would definitely be interested in reading box office poison at yeah. least yeah uh, it's something that's always been sort of uh in my peripheral anyway like I've always just had like an interest in wanting to read it. I just never have gone out of my way to do so. It's one of those fun comics that's sort of about comics too. Yeah. Like it sort of has a lot to do with you know the industry and yeah. You know, it, it, but it but it's all fictional too. So it's yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, I think other than what I find to be a major flaw in the story, uh, I I, th- I would really recommend the book. I think it's. Uh, a really good read. It's a really quick read. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, you know, one other thing I really like about this book, and this will sound like I'm just tacking this on for like extra points or something. I love the size of this book. Like, I mean, you know, it's about 100 pages, but I mean, the literal like dim- uh, yeah, dimensions yeah. of the book. It's it's, it's almost a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. No. It's, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's no, a little bigger. It, yeah, it's like smaller than a comic, but it's not like it, you know, it's not as short as you know. A manga or something. I don't know. Right, right. I love the size of that book. <coughs> it's just it's like perfect to you know take somewhere and it's not. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I, 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 I really I understand, do. I understand. I really do like the size of it. Uh, it's travel size. It's travel size comic. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine going like I'm gonna walk over to the park and read uh, the complete bone? Yeah. You know. know. Yeah. That's not gonna happen. Uh, that or uh, you know my uh, my absolute Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, can you imagine walking down the road with that? Some some guy in a, uh, you know, Chevy with a KC lights is going to throw yeah. tomatoes at you. <coughs> going to Waffle House. What you reading? Yeah, Kramer's got. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Acme Novelty Library. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you imagine reading uh, like one of those giant, like four and a half foot tall Chris Ware hardcovers <laughs> at a Waffle House? <laughs> That would be kind of funny, actually. Well, you can uh, you can run with that experiment if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I I mean I guess I should put put my you know official statement. I, I liked it. Um, I liked it quite a bit, but not not his best work. And yeah. and I agree with, like with what you said. I hadn't thought about that, and it's a good point. Very good point. Well, I didn't dislike it as uh, as you want to believe, but uh, uh, I did find 
like I said, some some major flaws and it's the, the story's logic and tone, I guess. That uh <clears throat> I think if it had been built up better it would have paid off more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's still a big payoff, but uh, it just wasn't enough, and it just leaves the ending kind of cold and abrupt, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, you know, uh, to everyone else, I, I still really would recommend it. I think it's uh, it's a good story. Yeah, I don't. It's definitely a good starter, I guess. If you want to get into box office poison, I guess it'd be a good thing to just to kind of see if you like his style. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like a fourth of the size. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know anybody else. Like, I think we've sold one other copy at my work, but I don't. I don't know anybody else that's read it yet, so I haven't heard anyone's opinion. So I'd, yeah. I'd be curious to see if anybody's, you know, digging it, digging it, or hating it, or whatever. Right. I don't think anyone will hate it. Uh, I definitely didn't hate it. Not like I hated uh, that other book that we reviewed that one time. Oh, yeah. That, I was trying to think. I was like, it seems like there was a book that we disagreed on. Oh, yeah. But it was, yeah. So <laughs> David Healy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I kind of hope that, you know, the next one, one of us hates, one of us loves. Just so we can, like, because the, la- the, the, uh. the couple that we were both like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. I just felt like we were doing a commercial for that book. Well, we kind of are, but, Which you is, know. That's fine, you know, if it's a good book, but... Hey. It's kind of more interesting when one of us hates it. True, very true. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, we, I didn't hate this, and we, we still got a pretty good conversation out of it, I yeah, think. So. Yeah, okay. All right, uh, we're going to take a break in, I guess, and we'll be back in a minute. episode on gutter trash <laughs> what <laughs> I don't know that was, uh, that was that was weird yeah I'm sorry I didn't expect that uh, I can only apologize but, so much but yeah you're you're right though <laughs> that, that is what this part is yeah uh, do you want to go first do you want to uh, you go first okay alright well it's my turn to pick a movie yep we're gonna watch a movie it's called Black Sheep Black Sheep. And it's not the Chris Farley movie. Is it a horror movie? <coughs> sort of. Uh, I gotta look this up. Um, <coughs> one, of, one of my co Are you sure it's not the, uh... I'm positive it's not the Chris Farley movie. Because I'd rather see that, probably. No. Uh, <laughs> one of my co-workers told me about it. He saw it a couple weeks ago, and he's... I uh, think I've heard of it, but... I went and watched the trailer for it, and it looks pretty, pretty good. It's a New Zealand. <laughs> it's a New Zealand like, yeah. release about uh, turning sheep into killer sheep. Killer sheep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm pretty sure I may even already have this on my Netflix. Oh game. yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, I figured the last time I picked like a, you know, kind of an artsy m- movie, like right. low, low budget, uh, you know personal drama. So I was like, well, this time I should pick... <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> it's in your queue. <laughs> I tried to do a 180 for my last choice. Oh, yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, let me uh, just move it up to the top of my list here. Awesome. Uh, if I can find it. <laughs> so how did you hear about it? Uh, because I'm a nerd and I, uh, used to read, uh... You're a geek, we established that. Sorry, Jesus Christ, <laughs> fuck you. Because I'm a geek, and, uh, I used to read, uh, Fangoria and Rue Morgue, uh, there it is, uh, every month. <laughs> so, I know about all those crazy horror movies. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's even a, a very, uh, different thing than, uh, uh, my last pick, which, well, I guess this week's. Oh, yeah. Devil's Backbone, which yeah. is a horror movie, just a, a high-end horror movie. Uh, this one looks to be a, a pretty like cheesy yeah. comedy horror. Like yeah. Campy and fun. Who knows? We'll drink, yeah. we'll drink a few beers and watch some sheep eat people. Oh, hell yeah. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, all right, we got that settled. That was easy. Yeah. That was, that was definitely easy. I was all surprised right. they had it. I'd never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty low on my list, though. Thanks, so. Netflix. Uh, no, okay. I didn't want to have to give three dollars to Family Video. <laughs> uh, instead, it's just me giving fifteen dollars to Netflix. Oh, well, that's not true. Uh, my friend and I used to have this conversation all the time, where he'd see a movie, and I'd ask him if it was any good, and his response for some movies would be, "If you ever found it in a parking lot, watch it, yeah. but like, don't go out of your way." Netflix is my parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 because I pay like my fifteen dollars a month and everything that I want for that fifteen dollars, like as quick as I can turn around a movie, you know, it's awesome. You, it, it's my parking. You park. think you watch more than fifteen a mo- a movies a month? Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, okay. I usually about three, four a week. Okay, uh, that's how much I, I try to turn them around anyway. Well, yeah, that's about fifteen. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> dollar movie ain't bad ain't yeah bad. ain't bad at all plus there's like uh some you can watch right on uh right on the internet really yeah wow <laughs> yeah, sweet hang on <coughs> all right that was off the charts volume one sweet and that was the signal for our comic pick yeah when you hear that noise <laughs> children means to put away your crayons and pay attention <laughs> Alright, uh, this next one actually might involve a little uh, discussion between us. Oh, sweet. Because uh, <laughs> I know what I want. Uh, but I'm afraid that you might protest that it may be too much to read. Oh, no, I'll read it. Whatever it is. Uh, Unless right. it's bone. It's not bone. Uh, complete bone. No. Uh, no. It is all four volumes of Absolute Sandman. <laughs> no. Uh, I figured I've had enough of this shitty, black-and-white, independent, <laughs> small-press, depressing bullshit. Right, okay. It's time to go in the complete opposite direction. Sweet. All-Star Superman. Oh, nice. 1 through 12. Oh, yeah. You in? Oh, yeah. All right. I'm so in. <laughs> That's two years worth of Superman. <laughs> uh, technically. Actually, I think it's more like two and a half, three. Wow. Well, I've been meaning to... To read those on one setting. Same so, here, same here. I figured uh, this would be a good opportunity. I had uh, backup options in case you didn't uh, go for that, so. I'm going to have to find some weed. <laughs> if we're going to, if we're going to, if I'm going to reread that, I want to be high. 
I haven't, I haven't smoked weed in a long time, so I think I'm gonna. Well, why? Why choose that? It's Graham Morrison. So. You're just giving in to the stereotype that Grant Morrison books can only be read and understood when you're fucked up. No, no, no. I read every in- issue of Invisibles while I was high, so. and I really enjoyed that. Well, the Invisibles is completely different. Yeah. <laughs> nah. No, I, I, I'm sure I'll read these sober. <clears throat> At least once. At least and once. And then you yeah, high. Yeah. We'll do the show high. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Right. I don't. I don't smoke weed anymore. Uh, I never have. Stay out of. Stay in school. Drink your milk, kids. <laughs> don't. Don't smoke them. The, the ganja. The, the ganja. Yeah. I was going to say the Mary Jane, but that it's works since too. Since Hmm. I don't know. All right. <laughs> wow. I think this is uh, going to be the shortest wrap up uh, ever. Huh? All right. All right then. Uh, Jesus Christ, this went on way longer, and probably yeah. 90% of this is going to get cut. So. Yeah, well, uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> uh, we're out of here. <laughs>